What's up, everybody? We have a special episode for you today. We are talking with Hannah Setzer, who runs a fitness account on Instagram called Feeding Tube Fitness. Just as her handle says, she is fed 100% through a feeding tube. Hannah is an amazing 28-year-old woman who has some really serious medical conditions, including a constant need for a trach for breathing, but she does not let that stop her in the slightest. She is constantly inspiring others and is continuing towards reaching all of her fitness goals herself. She excels at motivating people of all fitness and ability levels to keep moving and staying fit every day. She spreads so much positivity and encourages self-love. She's been an incredible inspiration to us, and we can't wait for you to be inspired by her as well. This is episode number 30, I Love Me with Hannah Setzer. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. I am so stoked about this interview today. I'm more stoked. <laughs> I don't even ever use that word, but I am. It's going to be a really unique interview for sure. And we met Hannah through the internet because of Becoming. And this is seriously why doing this podcast has been such a blessing that we get to connect with people through our podcast and through the internet that just have amazing ability to touch people and be able to bless their lives with their different messages. It's so awesome. And Hannah has done that for us. She not only runs the fitness account I was talking about in the intro, but she also has the ability to really connect with us emotionally. And she's helped us have like such a brighter perspective on life. And we just love her for that. We want to prep you guys for this interview because it is going to take a little bit of patience. Hannah was born with a medical condition where she has cysts in her facial anatomy. And because of this, she has a feeding tube because she's not able to eat normally. And she's also had a trach for her entire life to breathe. And she's learned to speak through this, even though they said she was never going to be able to speak. Yeah, it's a complete miracle that you're even hearing her voice today. But she can be a little bit difficult to hear. I know that as you are patient, you'll start to kind of be able to understand her even better. So just be patient because she just has such beautiful messages to share with us. One of the reasons why we love Hannah so much is that she's taught us what it looks like to fully and completely love our bodies. She has shown us that everyone should love their body no matter what it looks like or no matter what disabilities you might have. Hannah is super smart, you guys. She has her master's degree and a great career. And she is crazy funny. That is one of my favorite things about Hannah. If you watch her on Instagram, she has lots of workout videos. And she'll be doing like this relaxing yoga. And then Pete, her cat, will like come and attack her. (laughs) It's the funniest. And she just is so playful with Pete. Sometimes she's dancing with Pete the cat. It's just the best. But my favorite is if you scroll through, you'll find her working out, like doing a full-on workout and a hot dog 
That costume. one's my favorite. I love that one so <laughs> it's much. Amazing. She is hilarious. And she constantly is commenting the most hilarious stuff. She has such a great sense of humor and always just makes everything so light. Hannah has really grown to love herself truly. And I hope that you guys take the time to listen to her and grasp some of that to help to love yourself a little bit more. We hope you enjoyed the interview. Thanks so much for being here. Hey, Hannah, thanks so much for being with us today. I'm so happy to be here and talking to y'all. Tell us a little bit more about your medical conditions that you have. Yeah, so I was born with this medical condition, and I've had probably about 60 surgeries throughout my life. I'm 28 years old, and I've had the feeding tube and the trait my whole life. It's just constantly up and down, and some days are better than others. I just take it all as it comes and just try to do the best I can. You are amazing, Hannah. I've been so impressed as I've watched you with your different difficulties and how you've tackled them. I remember listening to a podcast that you've done and I didn't know this, but she mentioned that your family didn't think you would live past, well, even in utero, they suggested that they don't continue the pregnancy mm-hmm. and your mom is just a warrior and was like, no, I'm fighting for my child and I love her. And so Hannah, when she was first born, they, they didn't think you would live very long. Like, yeah. um, what was the timing? Like, they didn't think you'd live over a year? Yeah, the timeline just kept changing as I continued to be stubborn <laughs> and not yeah. do the things that they said would happen. And, yeah, so I just, they kept telling me that I couldn't do things, and I just kept doing whatever I wanted to do. You just defied all odds. Yeah. And you're married, and she just became a new mom, a new foster mom, two weeks ago, right? Yeah, two weeks today to a 15-year-old girl. To a 15-year-old girl, oh. Now you are already more of an expert in teens than we are, being a mom for a couple weeks of a teenager. Yeah. I don't know about that, but we're all still here, so (laughs) that's a start. It is. Great job. (laughs) <laughs> I can't wait for you to teach us more. <laughs> well, one thing that I just adore about Hannah is this unapologetic love that you have for yourself. It has been so inspiring to watch, and it really has helped me to reflect on how I feel about myself and just to love my whole body and everything about it. You've been a really big inspiration to me that way, so I just want to thank you for that. Oh, of course. We really loved your post that you did a few weeks ago about loving your body. Would you mind if we read the whole post? It is seriously just too good. Sure. Go ahead. Yes, I love this post. You guys have to go on her her page and scroll down and see this adorable picture. Maybe we'll just put it on her Instagram too. But she's on this flamingo in her swimming suit. And this post, me and Erica like called each other. We're like, did you read that? And it was so incredible for both of us to hear your words. So I just thought it would be awesome for us to read it today. 
Uh, here we go. This is straight from Hannah. I love my body. Like, really, really love her. I'm not ashamed of her. I don't try to hide her, and I unapologetically love her. Even if I wanted to hide her, I couldn't, unless I wore a ski mask all the time, and that seems hot and socially weird. I listened to a podcast recently about loving our bodies and speaking kindly to them. If pressured, I'm sure I could come up with things I don't like about my body or things I'm insecure about, but that's honestly not how I've ever lived. I've spent a lot of energy making sure people feel comfortable around me and can understand me. I have a lot to say, people, and I don't spend energy thinking about the things I don't like. I heard a quote from Bob Goff a few months ago that said, if hating ourselves got us anywhere, we would have already arrived. Yes, my body doesn't look like everyone else's. Yes, people stare at me all day, every day. No, I can't swim because I can't go underwater. But this body has done incredible things. In 2011, she let me run my first half marathon. In 2014, she let me take a one-way plane ride to Brazil and survived living as a missionary. In 2018, she let me push her daily to new adventures, new strengths, and becoming the most joyful, strong, determined version of myself. I'll be honest, sometimes I have approximately zero empathy for people who don't love their bodies, especially 100% able-bodied people. Once I almost threw my remote through the TV while watching the Kardashian women go around talking about how insecure they all were with so many parts of their bodies. I thought, good gravy, if they can't love their million dollar bodies, but I can love my body with all of its tubes and issues, what the heck is happening? It just reinforced to me that this acceptance and self-love of my body is all on me. Clearly, no amount of money or fame can aid women in loving themselves, so it's all on us. I'd encourage you today to speak kindly to your body, especially if it's the first time in a long time. And just tell it thank you for helping you live today. Can we just get an amen? <laughs> amen. Gosh, Anna, I love it. Who knew I was so profound? <laughs> we did. We knew you were that profound. Wow. So tell me, Hannah, have you always loved your body like this? Is just this something innate in you, or is this something you have to grow and develop to learn to love your body? It's definitely something that I have had to learn how to do, especially in middle school and high school, and when I would have to have surgery, when I would get sick, I would be like, why hit? I just do a normal hit. Yeah. Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to have surgery and the experimented on my hair, I just sleep over at my friend's houses like everyone else is doing. So it's definitely a process. Usually there's like one or two days a year where I just get totally fed up with everything and wish I can just snap my fingers and not have to eat food too and not have to deal with it. So I would say 99% of the time, I love my body, I accept it, 
I'm grateful for it, that it has taken several years of getting to this point of just trying new things and being successful in sound and failures and others, and then just not being afraid to raise the life that I want to live, just start the daddy I have. Is there like specific ways that you built that confidence in yourself or ways that other teens should try to do that? Because, you know, I feel like somebody who has so many reasons why they could be frustrated with their body for you to work on that. I feel like you've got some probably good life lessons that everyone should learn about how to love and accept their bodies. So how did you do that? So I would say there's a couple ways and they're definitely not all connected. The first one is what we talked about earlier. When someone tells me I can't do something, that just makes me want to do it. So several years ago, I said, I'm going to run a half marathon. And I had never run before, but ever. You actually thought it was, your family thought it was dangerous for you to run, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't run in high school, but I didn't play sports. Just because we didn't know, with the church and the student team, if it would be okay to, like, push my daddy that hard. Yeah. And so I said, I'm going to run a half marathon. And my dad... Not in a new way, just in a dad's way. was like, I don't think you can do that. And that was all it took. I was like, okay, watch me do it. Watch me. <laughs> I have run five half marathons since then. How many? Five? Yeah. What? I've never done one. I'm so impressed with you. Well, I think... That was probably it. I don't anticipate doing it anymore. But I did it just because he said I couldn't. (laughs) Somebody says you can't. So we've been talking actually a lot about this, like building our confidence and like building who we know we are and stuff. And I love that. Obviously, you're just brave. Like you're brave and you have pushed yourself to be feeling like bigger than somebody else thinks you may be and you just emanate confidence. So I love, I love hearing about that. Yeah. And I think another way that that has handed out has definitely been through my faith and Jesus and dad. I spent about 17 and 18. I literally spent every day the whole year reading and Psalm 139 in the Bible that talks about how God put you together and he knows you and he loves you and that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I literally just read that verse, Psalm 139, every day for a whole year until I believed it about myself until I believed that I was named how I was for a reason and and that there was nothing wrong with me and there was nothing 
accidental about how I was made and that this is how I'm supposed to be and that I can live the life that I'm supposed to live despite anything quote unquote wrong with me. Yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. That was Psalm 139, correct? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I just was thinking that's so beautiful. Like just doing that over and over until you believed it. I think that's really beautiful. I love how you use your connection to God and that scripture to really find that deep love for yourself and to really start believing that. I think I just feel like that connection to God is something that has always helped me come out of a hard place. And I love that that's what you use to discover your love for yourself because he doesn't make mistakes. I think it's amazing that you recognize that and you were made exactly perfect in the way you were supposed to be. Um, and you've found this love and deep appreciation for yourself and this inner confidence that just radiates throughout you and helps other people around you want to be better and want to show more love and patience with our bodies. What I want to know from you is um, through that love that you have for yourself and that inner confidence, I wonder if that helped shape your decision for what you wanted to study in college and what your career path would be. Are those two connected for you? Um, I think I always knew I wanted to help people. So I got my master's in social work to help continue to advocate for people and to help educate people. And I hope that I can speak to everyone but I know what has helped me to feel confident and has helped me to accept myself and accept the things that had happened to me in life. And so I just have always wanted to be able to help empower people so that they can be confident and advocate for themselves and has the life that they are meant to have as well. I do think that that's something that you are so good at doing is building up everyone, not just people who have physical differences or disabilities that they're dealing with. Like anyone, I feel like you are helping to build them up and just like enjoy their life more. Yeah, so I know disability much advocate than the state and the gender. The whole state. Oh, okay. So for the whole state of Virginia, that's awesome. So, and you said you help to educate people. I would love to help educate our teens a little bit on how best to interact with people who do have physical differences and maybe helping with the lingo that would be appropriate because I know that that's a constant battle and a lot of it's ignorance. It's not necessarily meant so what would be the best umbrella statement maybe for somebody who has physical differences? What would be a good terminology to be able to use? So I wish I could tell you one universal answer that definitely depends on the person and how they want to refer to themselves as. And a lot of people prefer person-first language, so you would say 
and patientless and disability orientationless autism orientation in a wheelchair. Oftentimes, presentation as a person and displaying labels on them or diagnoses. Then it's up to the person. So I would just say, just ask somebody, say, hey, what terminology do you like to use? Because everyone's different. Yeah. I say person with a disability. And then it's just always best to ask. Yeah. And it is so individual. So the best thing to do is just talk to them about it. What verbiage would you best like me to use? Yeah. And I don't think anyone would be offended that you asked them then. Because that's just a hard thing to do. But I would also say, just in general, you don't have to stare at a person. You don't have to talk about a person you see out in public. That happens to me all the time. People be like, oh, look at her. And it's like, I can obviously hear you say that. I would not rather somebody just hung up to me if they had questions and even if they our attention and say, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but I would still rather educate them than have them stare at me or assume things about me or just be ignorant and be like, oh, she's a freak. But it takes two seconds to ask somebody, hey, what happened? Or, hey, can you tell me why you're in a wheelchair? And then they can get educated, and then they might share that education with somebody else, and it can just start a chain reaction as opposed to if somebody doesn't ask the question, and then nobody, (laughs) that doesn't help anyone. Right. I know you've talked about how sometimes people while trying to be polite, they'll act as if you're not even there either. They're pretending like you're not even in front of them sometimes. And I think that that's a really important thing to remember, that there's no reason to completely ignore people that have disabilities or to stare at them. So go and talk to them if you have a question. And you had some other really great ideas too for like maybe if young kids, they don't necessarily know and they may be pointing and asking their parents or whatever, but would you mind sharing with our teens maybe what they can do to kind of help to teach their younger siblings or something like that? Sure. And yeah, little heads just say anything that's in their head. And so it's not, I'm not offended by that because, I mean, they don't know that it. And a lot of times little kids will say, what's wrong with her? Why is her mouth open? Why does she have such big teeth? And I think their teeth are the same size as everyone else's teeth. You can just see them. (laughs) They're obviously like, oh, this is just how I was doing. But I'm okay. But isn't that okay? And little kids are usually like, 
Yeah, that's your hair. <laughs> but oh. if you search your hair, then it's your hair. And so I would say, like, just let little kids ask whatever they want to ask because they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, just help them talk to the person and say, like, oh, yeah, she does look different. That everyone's different, and that's okay, too. I totally agree. And I feel like it's kind of human nature, you know, say a younger sibling might be pointing in like, oh, you know, look at them. And it's kind of human nature to just shush them mm-hmm. and like walk away. And But I think when we do that, it's actually teaching the child to shun someone to, oh, they're different. Like, that's not what you're meaning. When people do that, they're just trying to not be rude. But I think if we just taught our children to say, like you said, yeah, they are different and everybody's different. Let's go talk to them and ask him questions if you'd like. I just feel like taking that approach is just showing we're inclusive and we love everyone and it doesn't matter. We all are different in our own ways. But when they're around different kids in their classes or playground, they won't be afraid of people with differences. It's something that we need to learn about. I think it's really important to just let them have curiosity in a really respectful way. And maybe someone won't want to talk about it and that's okay. But like we said, everyone's so individual. But let's just have the respect and love. Let's at least give the person a chance to want to talk about it if that's what they would like. Right. And I was thinking, especially about teenagers, like we all know that high school and middle school are hard. They're just hard for everyone. And it's just a lot of transitions and new things. And especially the kids in the schools even that have disabilities or just differences. And I know it sounds hard and stay, but I would just challenge our teenage friends to try to reach out to those kids and in the cafeteria, in the hallway. Because high school is probably really hard for people with disabilities who look different, who sound different, who might act differently. And so I would just challenge everyone to just step up and do that person to say, hey, do you want to sit with us? Or, hey, do you want to be on that team in gym when we play basketball? Like, people with disabilities are still people, yeah. like we talked about, and they're still teenagers, and you might find that you have things in common that you didn't know. So I would just challenge everyone to take the time to say hi, shake somebody's hand, because it might not make a difference in your day, but it might definitely make a difference in the other person's day. Oh, absolutely. I love that challenge. And I wish I could have done that more eloquently in high school. And this actually reminds me of an article I sent to you. Do you remember, Hannah? Mm-hmm. Um, there was this article that I loved this mother wrote. And She had the most awesome sense of humor and so much love. But the article is about this mother who, when her baby was in the womb, the doctor told her that she would have limb differences. 
and she was going to be missing part of her arms and legs. And she, you know, was just devastated when she heard this news from the doctor. But after, you know, raising this beautiful, beautiful daughter, she really wished that she could just redo that whole experience because she just bawled her eyes out when she left that ultrasound. But knowing what she knows now, she said she wishes she could redo that whole situation about when she got the news from that ultrasound. She said, this is her quote, if an ultrasound could foresee the future, that ultrasound would have gone more like this. Congratulations. It looks like your daughter is going to have a great sense of humor, an incredible, compassionate heart. And if I'm seeing things correctly, it looks like she'll be born with extra awesome as well. Aren't you guys lucky? I just had to tell the last family that they were having a total a-hole diagnosis, and it was devastating. (laughs) I thought it was so funny because it was so clever how she worded that. If we could just see who the person is and the bright light that they're going to bring this world, she would have looked at it differently. So once she finally knew her daughter and saw the joy that her daughter brings her and the beautiful personality she has, her perspective totally changed. And to me, that made me realize that if we just had a greater perspective with every person we meet, I feel like it would just open us all up to love more fully and more genuinely. So we just need to understand how valuable our inner beauty and unique personalities are. Our bodies are miracles. They're amazing no matter what ability that we have. I just love what you said in that post I read earlier about how your body has supported you and carried you through all these different goals and accomplishments that you've done. And I love that. And I see that in you. Like I only see bright beauty when I, I don't see any differences or disabilities. I just see your strength, your wisdom, your, I'm just feel honored to know you and to learn from you. You've changed our lives, Hannah. Oh, gosh. You can't cry. I'm going to cry. She's all crying. (laughs) But inner beauty and confidence is something we have to learn and we have to um, work hard to have. And when you have it, you just radiate it. And people want to be around you no matter what your ability is and no matter what differences you have. And um, I just want to work harder on that in my life. And when I am at the grocery store or anything, I just want to reach out to every person and to be able to see through, you know, our physical bodies and see people's hearts in there. And we won't be able to do that if we don't give every person a chance. And in high school, that's a great, what you said, this challenge to, you know, make a friend. You never know what you might have in common in a awesome relationship you can grow you've just got to look past things and try to find connection yeah i think the confidence and the joy is definitely a choice that we can all make every day and i say all the time on instagram there's nothing special about me i don't have any like extra joy inside my heart than anyone else does. I just choose every day to be joyful. Well, I try to every day. And just to 
until I am until I was made to be and the choices that I made in my life. And I think everyone can do that. I think everyone has it inside of them. And so I think it's like anything else that you have to write on, whether that's like playing an instrument or going to the gym. But if you don't practice, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just a choice that you have to write up and say, today is unknown and crazy things that happen that I'm choosing to have an attitude and joy and I'm choosing to love myself and I'm choosing to see the good in other people. Yeah. And that can easily get derailed instantly mm-hmm. if you're driving in traffic or mm-hmm. if your teacher has a top quiz that you aren't ready for. But life continues to happen and you just have to continue to make those choices despite your circumstance. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just a conscious choice. And what I love about you is we're not saying that everyone has to like throw on a big plastic smile and pretend like life is sunshines and rainbows all the time. But what Hannah does is she's real. Like she'll tell you like I'm struggling. She's had a really hard week with her health and her feeding tube just like exploded and she had to reinsert a feeding tube, right? Mm-hmm. And she's been in a ton of pain and she says it how it is. She's honest, but it's not this complaining, woe is me. She's still her positive like self, but she's just explained life is hard sometimes. It's difficult and it's not fun all the time, but you're choosing to, how you choose to react to it is where the magic happens. That's where the joy is found and the happiness. So that's what you've really been able to teach me. And it's been so fun to do it with you because you're dang funny too. You're bright and you're fun and you're smart and you're just awesome. So Hannah, as we wrap up, we want to ask you our question that we ask all of our guests. If you could tell your high school self one thing, what would it be? I think one thing that I wish I had known in high school that I'm still trying to learn now is that we can't control anything besides our reactions to things. And we can't even control our physical body sometimes. We get sick, we get injured, and we can always 100% control how we react to things and respond to things. And if we can't control other people and how they react to things, even if we wish we could, yeah, I think the sooner we can all realize that, the better. Because it's a hard lesson to learn (laughs) that I have to tell myself every day. Oh, you're so right. That's so powerful, and it's so true in every stage of life. I know that as a mom, I am, like, relearning this every day, that my reactions are way more important than controlling anything around me. So I love your answer. That is so beautiful. Thank you. 
Hannah, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to come and speak to us today. I think this is going to be a really great thing for our teens to hear. Thank you so much for having me, y'all. I've been so encouraging, and I just am so happy to see you and talk to you today. I just appreciate all that you're doing for me, for this community that you're building. It's really, really sweet. Thank you. That means so much to us. If you want to know more about Hannah, you can follow along with her journey on feedingtube.fitness at Instagram. And we will link it in our show notes, as well as the article that I spoke about earlier called Special Needs Encounter. We'll link that as well on the website and in the show notes. Thank you guys for joining us today and have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please click to subscribe and join us on Instagram. We'll see you next time on Becoming.